Hi there, friends. Chip Richter here with a special announcement before we begin this week's episode. I wanted to let you know about a special family concert happening this Saturday, May 19th at 10 a.m. to benefit the Williams Syndrome Association. This concert will be part of the Walk for Williams Walkathon happening that day in the Liberty Metro Parks in Twinsburg, Ohio. Come and be a part of this event, have some fun with us, and help support a cure for Williams Syndrome. To get more details and information about how you can make a donation, go to their website at www.williams-syndrome.org. And thanks for your support. Hi, this is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. We weren't, you know, um, demonstrative in that kind of way. And, right. and so here's Monica, and she's she's touchy, and she's <laughs> she, she, she uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> we call them the kissing Catholics, you know. And it's like our family. This is, did, the, this is the ultimate. Monica's maiden yes. name is Ultimare. The Ultimare family were the kissing Catholics. Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, and our family was more stoic and yeah. you know quiet and yeah. reserved and the stone cold methodist yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone welcome back to the roots and wings podcast this is episode two of can you hear me now so we are really excited to bring this episode to you and we have some special guests with us this time don't we dad that's right um we sure do and we're excited about this interview these this couple are very special and precious to us, and um, I'm not going to say a lot about them. You're going to get to know them here pretty quick, but this is part two of Can You Hear Me Now? And it will actually be a part three coming up after this week. But um, anyway, we're going to get right into this. Here you go. Let's dive in. So I'm happy to be joined here in the studio with Bruce and Monica Striefler. Hello, Bruce and Monica. Hello. Hello. Good to be with you. <laughs> They're here in the studio with us, and um, I'm really excited to have them here. Brittany wishes she could be here. In fact, they texted her to say, hey, Britt, can you mix? Can you chime in and mix with us? And she's like, Dad, I wish I could, but Aww. she's working. So, But she said, I'm so excited that you guys are doing this. So we've talked about um, wanting to have you guys on the podcast, and... Um, so we got this chance to do it. So this is exciting. So um, what, the reason I wanted to invite you guys here was because, a little little backstory. We There's an episode coming that isn't out yet, but it may be out when this comes out. I don't know. But it's all about communication mm-hmm. and how important, we've, and we say this often, how important it is to, for us to, as parents, to create an environment in our homes where our children can just tell us whatever they need to tell us, you know, and especially that becomes especially important as our kids become teenagers. <laughs> and when you just kind of wonder, what are they thinking? And what are they, you know, because, you know, we all, we, we, I should just say, um, we all have adult children now. Yes. So we've gone through this process. So those of you who are listening to us who, who are parents of young children, Yes, you're listening to veterans here, so we have some, hopefully we'll have some wisdom for you, or at least 
some horror stories, one of the two. What not to do. What not to do. I always say that all the time. I'm not an expert. I just know I can just tell you how I yeah. goofed it up. So, But there is this season where your children will become somehow mysteriously quiet and almost secretive. And you think, what is going on? And I don't think they know what's going on. You know, it's that those tween years, that time, you know, and... Um, so the idea that, you know, if you create this environment in your home where communication is is just really open, you've created this trust, you've created this sense of, oh, you know, you know, you, you kids can tell me anything. We can always talk. Let's just always talk. And so that that was that's an episode that we we put together. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. So as we were talking about this uh, episode, Brittany and I. We, we thought of you guys. <laughs> and, and here's why we thought of you. Because, and let me just share a little bit about the two of you. Um, for those of you that are listening, um, Bruce and Monica are a very unique couple <laughs> in a sense that Monica is an incredible communicator. She just, she just communication and words and talking and expression um, you, you know, you know exactly what Monica's feeling <laughs> in 30 seconds as you're talking I'm with her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you already see, you already do know, right? You listen. Now, that's Monica. So Bruce, on the other hand, Bruce is like a stone idol. <laughs> Bruce is a mystery, which, which may be what attracted Monica to Bruce after all. I don't know, maybe Bruce was a mystery. And you felt like, I had to unpack this guy, figure out what he's all about. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. It, <laughs> it's probably the other the other way around. I was attracted to her, oh, and okay. what she carried, and what she. Had. So, so Bruce, Bruce is this this guy who is very, very analytical, very thoughtful, incredibly thoughtful. Bruce will think it every which way. I mean, if you want to know exactly how to do it, let Bruce look at it first, and then he'll tell you, and it'll be and correct. Think about it, and, and he'll then think tell about. You. Yeah, he'll come back to you in about a week yeah. and tell you how to get it done. And Bruce is super thoughtful. And so as a result of being very thoughtful, you know, he's not super, he's not a real wordy guy. But when Bruce says, here's what I think, everybody stops and everybody listens. Mm -hmm. Because they know that what he's going to say to you is well thought out, um, you know, worth listening to. And, And Bruce comes by that honestly because his dad was exactly that same way. So. And I should say, just for our listeners, I should say, Bruce and Monica, Bruce is my brother-in-law, and Monica's my sister-in-law. So we're family, so we know each other pretty well. And uh, my wife, Mary Beth, is Bruce's sister, and uh, so we, we know each other pretty, pretty well. We've and watched our kids grew up together. And our, and our kids grew up together, we watched yep. each other, and we raised our children together. Yep. And, and Chip uh, and I were college roommates. We were yeah. college roommates. <laughs> we were. We were we were in, in uh, school together and surfed together, and we were the Ohio boys in California who didn't know what the heck we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> but we figured it out, didn't we? Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> we did. So, so when we were talking about this idea of communication, I thought of you guys, and I said to Brittany, I said, you know what we should do? We should, we should interview Uncle Bruce and Aunt Monica. <laughs> and Brittany said, Dad, that would be awesome. <laughs> And so here's what's funny about this. So why don't you guys tell us about your children? And in the context of this communication thing, 
just sort of tell us how it was for you all growing <laughs> up. And I'll, I'll let you decide who's to talk first. <laughs> Go ahead. You want to? <laughs> so our kids, yes, uh, we have two really great kids and um, a daughter and a son. And they both pretty much inherited their father's quiet, non-communicative thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness. <laughs> there we go. Um, not that he's not not he's not non-communicative. He is an in, very intentional communicator. Well, let me just say, don't you think everybody has a way to communicate? They just do it different ways. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, and it's trying to figure out how to do that. Well, and I th- I do think it comes easier to some people. Sure. I think our our daughter definitely. Is she's very articulate and very can communicate, but she's she is reserved. Mm-hmm. I'd say both mm-hmm. of our kids were very reserved growing up. Mm-hmm. It was a challenge for me. Yeah, I was just going to ask that question. It so was how a did challenge just because, um, like, I'd want to know what they were thinking, or but I do feel like I got good at reading them, mm-hmm. um, and I think as well. Um, learning to communicate with Bruce, like we had, we were married for two and a half years before we had kids. So I think we learned a lot mm-hmm. about communication in that time. You know, I would be excited about something or like worked up about something or, you know, and I'd be like, you know, spewing words and mm-hmm. he would like just kind of be like, uh, <laughs> you know, and I would, I would need a response. Right. And he couldn't. Like mm-hmm. physically, mentally, emotionally, he has to process. Right. So I feel like I learned how to be patient mm-hmm. and how to give him space to process. And would he get back to you eventually? Yes, he would. Uh-huh. And I, th- you know, and I would say, can you know? I know you need to think about this. Can I? Can and sometimes I would say, I need to know by tomorrow or Friday <laughs> or. But I learned, you know, what he had to say is very valuable, and he's so wise, and I wanted to wait. It was worth waiting for. Well, Bruce, what did you think as, as all this was coming at you? What would you think? What were you thinking? About how were you processing it? What was happening in your head? Um, I came from a quiet family, so, uh, you know, that was normal for us, you know. I mean, nobody really... S- <laughs> said a whole lot you know it's like well we you know we weren't feelers we weren't you know um demonstrative in that kind of way and and so here's monica and she's she's touchy and she's she she she, uh you know yeah we call them the kissing catholics you know and it's like our family this is the the ultimate monica's maybe ultimate the ultimate family were the kissing catholics uh, yeah, it's like, you know, and our family was more stoic and, yeah. you know, quiet and yeah. reserved. And the Stone Cold Methodists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, listen, no one be offended, please. Catholics nor Methodists. No. We yeah, love you all. They're all great. They're all <laughs> We're wonderful. all good. Yeah. So anyway, you know, so I learned a lot from Monica and, and really mm-hmm. she was the one that drew me out right. and... You know, she was the one that first let me know I had feelings that mattered, and and wow, uh, like yeah. our family didn't really talk about feelings right. and what were you feeling about this and that. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of my background, and so where how I entered into the relationship, and and, okay. and so then we're starting to have this family on our own, and and uh, you know you always want to bring them to a higher place than what you were at sure. or what you grew up in, and 
And, uh, you know, we got these little little children in our household or little, little disciples. Little <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, they, I mean, these are just a gift from God. And, 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 and your children were how, how far apart were they? Two years. Two, two years, years apart. apart. Mm-hmm. Two years and two weeks. Yeah. So, so I really feel like um, kind of communication amongst families goes back. Uh, it's more than just the words you say, but it's kind of the culture you set. Mm. Uh, you know, you're talking about creating an environment, and I really feel like that's important. That that kids need to feel like they're valued, mm-hmm. and uh, that they matter, and they belong, and yeah. uh, they need to feel like they're in a safe place. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially as they get older, and we expect them to open up to us, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, if they are they're not feeling that growing up, you know, they're not going to venture out there and and say what's in their hearts, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of this stuff we've even learned since our kids have gone up and gone on their own. Which is why you're here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to tell us all the things you've learned. I mean, is yeah. it, I think my, I think it's true. I think I heard um, a grandparent told me once, you know, you, you live your whole life raising your kids and you do the best you can. And then about the time you feel like you really got this parenting thing down, they're gone. <laughs> and yeah. then he said, but like, the good we news... We should do it again because then you can you do better. Right. I think right. you do better. He said, but the good thing, good news is your kids that are gone are now having kids. And so when they're calling you and going, Dad, I have no idea what to do. Mom, I, I'm at my wit's end. You have some ideas for them. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, that's what we're doing here today. So. Yeah. So as your children got older, when did when was it that you discovered? Mon- I, I'll address this question to Monica. When when was it discovered that you discovered Monica? Oh my gosh, my kids are just like my husband, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> so tell us that. Well, Ellen, from day one, probably um, Ariel, as she got older, <laughs> you know, middle school, right. middle school age, she, but. You know, one thing I'm thankful for, my kids were never, they never like went to their rooms and shut the doors and hid mm, ever. Right. Like I was kind of surprised by that. After, late, later, I was like, I was just really grateful that they mm-hmm. didn't feel the need to escape. They didn't shut themselves away no, from you or, no. or, or, or distance themselves from you. Right. You didn't feel distant from them, even right. though they weren't necessarily super communicative. Right. right. No. And... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like and I know I'd go back and I'd do things differently, but mm-hmm. um Oh we all would. Yeah. Sure. Oh gosh, so so much. But um one thing can I like tell you something I did with Ariel when she got to that age? Mm-hmm. Like when she was twelve, around in there. Mm-hmm. Um Which is those tween years yeah, where kids get a little I, bit. We started a journal. Oh good. Where I would write to her and I'd put it in her room mm. and then she'd write to me and put it in mine, you yeah. know, and it wasn't every day, but you know, it went went back and forth for a while and it was really precious and she was able to to say things that she would not be comfortable saying, you know, or talking about probably. And I've, I feel like that's a really good tool for kids who maybe are hesitate hesitant to communicate and they may be hesitant to communicate because the you know, they're communicating to a parent that might seem overbearing. Like, I don't like to think of myself as being overbearing, but I know. I wouldn't call you that. overbearing. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, sometimes I think um, when you're just quiet and thoughtful, like coming at you with a lot of questions or emotion even, 
can shut people down. So I felt like that was a safe way for her. And it was a it was a good way for me to hear her. And then just, it, you know, that was a really good tool mm-hmm. that great that worked and you know i felt like you know. and i and i'll just say we've mentioned actually mentioned that very tool in 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 the other, other communication podcast that we talked about too mm-hmm. and i i appreciate that you're so you're you're sharing that just real life experience that you yeah. use that and it worked well for you yeah. i mean and we did talk about in this podcast how you know some and and, and it does tend to be men um who sometimes are less communicative women tend to be more communicative just and not across the board. I mean, in my family, in our family, Mary Beth and I, I'm more the talker and she's less, she's more of the, because she comes from Bruce's family. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know, I, we tend to be opposite. But in a lot of families, it's, and so I, you know, we encourage dads to write notes or letters, you know, to mm-hmm. their children, mm-hmm. expressing how they feel, you know, because it's sometimes easier to write it than to say it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that writing tool is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we live in a day and age now. I mean, parents, kids, you know, parents that are raising children now, this is different from our time. Mm-hmm. But um, especially, you know, teenagers, most teenagers have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And texting is a very real way to communicate. Yeah, it, it is. And mm-hmm. I think if you are out there listening and you, you your children have phones, and I wouldn't encourage that too soon, but no. if they have phones <laughs> as teenagers... Then, man, you have an opportunity to just at just at, at any given moment, any whim, mm-hmm. just to send a text, say, "Hey, I'm thinking of you. I love you. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I know you got that test today. Just want you to know I'm praying for you, mm-hmm. and and you're gonna do awesome. Uh, just encouraging little words of encouragement, little thoughts. I think um, communicating is all about just simply expressing your heart whenever you can do it. And so technology has allowed us to do that. There's a ton of negative that we could talk about with technology and parenting, but there's a positive, you know, I think. Uh, I do that with my children today. They're adults, but yeah. I mean, they're, they're yeah, living different places. And, yeah. and I know you guys, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So I think that's the way to do it. I think another thing with guys, or at least me, you know, like um, my son is, is a lot like me. And uh, one thing we noticed when he, you know, he, he needed to move in order to, um, you know, like you'd think it was nervous energy or whatever, but he's like one of those kinesthetic uh, learner kind of people. Like if he wasn't fidgeting, then he wouldn't be listening. Right. You know, and you He think, couldn't sit still and listen. Right. But and if so, he was moving, somehow yeah. his ears were open too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so like you try to shut that down or, you know, to make him be still and then he's not getting anything. Sit still saying. and listen to me. Those two <laughs> things, that, that never no. happened for no. him. Right. <laughs> and so like often, you know, activity was good. So like when, uh, you know, my kids were young, I mean, Owen was what, two when he went on his first backpacking trip with me and uh, took Ariel. She only lasted us. Uh, one season, but Owen and I kept doing it uh, every year. After that, we have a father and son backpacking trip, and and uh, that was a highlight of every year. And and you know, there's a lot of. I mean, you're just him and you out in the woods, and so it's like a lot of conversation and things you talk about, and um, you talk about everything, you know, and anything, and you know. So those times, I think, you know, or or working on a project together. I mean, he would be my right hand man for projects and. And uh, just kind of, you know, you got 
movement and you're kind of producing something or creating something or just having fun together or whatever. Would you say, Bruce, in those times when you and Owen were doing things together, that sometimes the communication could happen even without words? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you were sure. sh- in, in, in the shared experience. Mm-hmm. The goal, you both knew the goal, you knew the objective, whether it was shoveling the driveway or fixing the car or going to a finding the campsite. You were both focused on the intent and you were in it together. And so there was some communication that was nonverbal that was happening. Yeah. In fact, even, I mean, to this day, you know, like we just went on a backpacking trip uh, this past summer in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. And and it's like he and I, it's like he can read my mind almost, you know, it's like he knows what I'm thinking and I know what he's thinking. And so it's almost like we don't have to say stuff. And that's awesome. uh, And that's a good and that's valuable. And that's yeah. legitimate. That's a legitimate way to communicate for sure. You've established this communication link with your son in a way that you know, uh, you know, you've said it, he knows what you're thinking. You kind of know what he's thinking. And then even though you're miles and miles apart, because I know that Owen lives on the other end, on the West Coast, so you're far apart. Um, there, I have the sense, and maybe you do too, you tell me if, it, if I'm wrong, but I have the sense that if Owen felt like he needed to talk to you, he would easily pick up the phone and call you because you have that communication link. Yeah, I think he would. You have that conduit. Mm-hmm. You've established it, but you established it when he was little. You know, you you, you established that when he was a little boy. It doesn't happen all of a sudden. It happens because of a long time of just investing yourself. I, I think you have to be very intentional about that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in this uh, world today. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many things to suck away uh, our time and our attention. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we can all get busy doing our stuff and stuff that seems so important, be it work or career or mm-hmm. uh, whatever, you know. And, uh, you know, in the school systems, I mean, there's so many activities they right. can be involved in. and Good activities. Yeah. Right. I but, mean, not that any of this is bad in, in and right. of itself, but... Unless you're very intentional about creating this environment and atmosphere and relationship, yeah, uh, it just doesn't happen automatically. You right. Know? Well, I appreciate the fact that you said you would go away. Go away. You would. The two of you would remove yourself from the normal daily routine, going backpacking, which mm-hmm. took you away from everything, away from TVs, cell phones, schedules, you know, all that stuff, and it was just the two of you. That's pretty intentional. <laughs> But and, and what are you going to do but talk to each other? <laughs> I, I've always said that I think one of the best times for parents to, to engage their kids in conversation is in the car because yeah. you're, you're in a confined space. That's a, I was right? just going to say that. Right. So if there's an mm-hmm. opportunity. Now, here's the thing. When our kids, when we were raising our children, we didn't have these. But in a lot of cars today, there are DVD players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which seemed like a fabulous idea on a long car ride, right? Because <laughs> your kids are going to go crazy, so let's just pop in a DVD. Mm-hmm. I'm not disagreeing with that, although I will say that's just you're just bringing the distraction with you. Yeah. All right. Well, we kind of we just kind of cut you off right there. Just stopped, and we're kind of leaving you hanging with the uh, next episode. You're gonna next episode. You're gonna get to hear why this family is so unique and kind of one mm-hmm. of a kind. There's some different elements and dynamics about, yeah. about the relationship and what's going on that you're yeah. going to love. I loved hearing um, Bruce and Monica kind of talk about how they're different, so different, and they came together. Absolutely. Husband and wife and how they learned to figure out how to communicate 
and then also yeah how and then how their kid and then then their kids just add something right. into the mix it's really cool to kind of hear their thought process and be a part of their story with them a little sure. bit and you know it just it just reminds me how much we can learn from one another by just sharing our stories well, exactly, and i love it exactly right you know part of what my thought too as i was listening uh and talking with them is just how unique and different families are you know uh there hmm. may be families listening to our podcast who think you know well that's not my family well that's that's great because the reality is your family is different than every other family. My family is different than every family. We are different. We are unique. We are one of a mm-hmm. kind. And the way we can benefit from our uniqueness is by sharing our uniqueness with each other. That's right. And realizing that um, it's going to stretch us. It's going to expand us. We're going to hear something we've, we've never heard before. We're going to see an idea or a viewpoint we've never thought of before. And I think it's, we'll be better for it. And so will our kids. Mm-hmm. And so will, will our marriages and our households. Um, you know, we're, we're, in this, we're all in this together, you know, and I think that's, that's a right. cool thing. So very cool. So yeah, tune in next time, everyone next week for part three of, can you hear me now? It will just, um, we'll be good. Yeah. We're excited. Drop us a line. Let us know how we're doing. Are we, are we, are we doing them? Th- are we doing things that you want to hear? <laughs> or are we, do you like are it? Are we connecting <laughs> with you? Um, we feel like we are, we're getting some good feedback, but we'd like to hear more. And, uh, we do want to, bring something to you that's that's good and inspiring and fresh um you can go to our facebook page uh it's facebook.com slash roots and wings podcast and Brittany's going to be uh interacting with folks there we have ideas to kind of grow a, a little bit of a community s- spot on our facebook page and as always mm-hmm. you can send us email send me email at chip at chip richter.com and send Brittany email Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at chipbrittany.com. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time.